Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. The Other Side of Midnight presents The Midnight Files. Midnight in the desert, shooting stars across the sky. This magical journey will take us on a ride Filled with the longing, searching for the truth Will we make it till tomorrow? Will the sun shine on you? Midnight in the desert, and we're listening Ooh, we're listening this is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I can't think of a guest that I've had over the course of the last three years that has sparked more of a reaction than Whitley Strieber. If you have not heard my previous discussions with Whitley Strieber, you are in for a treat. Because the one thing that uh, everybody agrees upon both his uh, supporters and those that doubt certain aspects of his story is that he is an incredible storyteller. Whitley Strieber is a podcaster and the author of over 30 best-selling books, including Communion, which is a nonfiction account of his experiences with non-human entities. His name came up in my recent conversation with Uri Geller, I thought we were overdue for a visit, and even though Whitley is as busy as he's ever been, he's been gracious enough to uh, give us a little bit of time this morning. Whitley, thanks so much for joining me again on the radio. It's good to be back. Whitley, in a nutshell, without asking you to uh, recount your your whole history over the last couple of decades, give folks the the Reader's Digest version about your first encounter with uh, with non-human entities. Yeah, it came, first of all, out of nowhere. I, it wasn't something I knew anything about or even was possible. I woke up in the middle of the night right the night after Christmas in December of 1986, 85. And uh, I was not in my bed. I I was in a room that, and I saw this very bizarre looking face peering at me, uh, big black eyes, looks like a big insect. And I thought I was having a nightmare and I kept trying to wake myself up and be back in my bedroom and it, it wasn't happening. And 
uh, I was attacked or raped, basically, and uh, I struggled with this. And the next morning when I woke up, I, I did not know what had happened to me. I had had a memory of an owl in the room. And, of course, there couldn't have been an owl in the house and that he couldn't have gotten in. And um, over the next couple of weeks, I struggled with this, and a pain eventually sent me to the doctor, and he said I had a, I had an injury in my rectum. And that really was disturbing because I could remember these bizarre events. And I explained to him what I remembered, and I didn't think in terms of aliens. I thought I'd been assaulted. It was some kind of a criminal act because I was already a very well-known writer, and I thought that uh, some some nut had, maybe group of nuts had come in and, and uh, drugged me or something, and. Um, I ended up eventually with a a psychiatrist, Dr. Donald Klein, who was a very prominent member of that profession, the head of the New York State Department of Psychiatry and also one of the world's leading forensic hypnotists. And the the, um, plan was to try to get me to hypnotize me in such a way that I would remember the more detail because I'd already been to the New York State Criminal Investigation Division. I couldn't offer them any usable evidence. And we thought if I could remember some details, perhaps the faces, the actual faces that were there or some detail about the room I was in that we could help to nail this down because there was a UFO investigator involved, Bud Hopkins, but Neither one of us thought that was real until the hypnosis came, and it was appalling. It was the same thing I remembered exactly, except more vivid. There was no evidence whatsoever that there was anything about the memory that was, you know, covered up or anything. It was just a straight memory. But how could it be that? I was just completely flummoxed. And um, eventually I came to the conclusion that I'm still sort of at now. Whatever it was, it was real. I wrote a book about it and it got, I got, God, hundreds of thousands of letters from people around the world who had had similar experiences and my wife collected all these letters, and we, they're in an archive at Rice University in Texas now. And um, they're amazing. I mean, there are just so many of them. And whatever it is, there's something happening to people. And now with all this stuff coming out about the government having hidden away UFOs and the bodies of dead aliens and stuff, you have to wonder, maybe it's exactly 
what I remember is what happened. Well, uh, you said quite a bit there, and if people are interested in learning more about uh, Whitley Strieber's story, I just posted a link to my full one-hour interview with Whitley Strieber from, actually, it just so happens, a year ago this week. If people want to listen to it uh, after the show and get some greater context to what uh, Whitley's talking about, you can go to facebook.com slash moranofan. I just, uh, just posted it up there. Now, last week, Whitley, Uri Geller um, told us about this photo, and we, we saw pictures of the photo of of an, an alien. He described it as a female alien, and he indicated that he got it from you. Apparently, Facebook has been censoring the photo, not allowing it to be posted because it violates some nudity restrictions. What can you tell us about this photo that uh, Uri Geller has been out there talking about and uh, putting out there? Uh, did this, in fact, come from you? And what is this a photo no, I, of? Uh, a friend of mine sent it to me, and he picked it up off of Facebook, actually. I guess they became aware of it. It, it does show this figure being nude. It is obviously a nude woman. And so it does violate their rules. But anyway, I, I got a hold of it, and uh, I've seen quite a few pictures that are supposedly pictures of aliens. Not many of them are very believable, but this one looks real. It looks exactly it looks exactly like what I saw, because I saw this individual or individuals like this more than once after the first incident. And the, the females look like that naked. They look exactly like that. And nobody, I mean, there's no one, there's no UFO literature or anything about that. It, there just isn't anything. So I think it's a real photograph. I think it's very likely a real photograph. And also, another thing, it's coming up out of a basement. And what people always think, oh, they come up, they must be from flying saucers from outer space. But the ones that would come up to our cabin would come up from below, and you could smell the forest floor on them. They they had come up through the from below, and there were uh, shafts underneath drilled in the iron of the seam of. There's a big seam of iron under that part of upstate New York, and so they came up from below, and I and I and I've. I don't know if they are aliens, frankly. I think they might be from here and just not live on the surface. I, I just don't know what they are. But that looked like one of them. It looks very much like one of them. So um, what do we know about who took this photo? I know you said that you just encountered it on Facebook initially. I have no idea. I've, I, I, there's no way to track it down. It uh, it, it's, it is a photo of I had it looked at by a, a specialist, and he said there's no way to tell. It's he said first it's not a CGI effect. In, in other words, it's not an, uh, a a piece of art. It's a photo of an actual figure. Whether that's a puppet or an or a creature is another story. I don't know. We can't tell. There's no way to tell. But the fact that it's it looks like it does. I just don't know many people who've seen that, who've seen them n naked, and who've seen them th the way they look. There just isn't anything, and and there are all kinds of people write books and descriptions, and but they don't see them like that. 
And I, I, I have seen them like that. I've seen one of them like that quite a number of times, actually, when they began to come around our cabin a lot. And uh, uh, I think it's probably a real picture, frankly. But this, to be clear, this looks like the the sort of entities that you encountered. It looks like one of them, yeah. Uh, very, very interesting. You alluded to the um, UFO whistleblower hearings that Congress had done, including the rather groundbreaking testimony from a very, very senior member of the government until recently that said that he has firsthand knowledge that the government is in possession of these non-biologic beings. What are you um, what was your take on that UFO hearing overall? What did you think about it? Well, I've, it's something I've known for years. It's not it wasn't a surprise at all. Uh, a, a general Arthur Exxon, who was the commanding general at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and was in the Air Materiel Command in 1947 when the Roswell incident happened, was present when the debris and bodies were brought in from Roswell. He held one of these bodies in his arms. He was a family friend because one of my uncles was also there and involved in Air Materiel. And they told me, after I published Communion, they told me a big, a lot of this story. I, I, I folded it into a novel called Majestic because it, I couldn't, I had no documentation. So I made it into a novel. And, um, I, uh, but, you know, it's been an open secret in parts of the Air Force for years that we had, uh, craft at, at Elgin Air Force Base and the materials and the biological parts were being studied at Wright Pat for years. It's not a, it's, it's a, it was an official secret and certainly a secret to the general public and the media, but not a secret at all on the inside or even close to the inside. And there's all kinds of, there's enormous amounts of biological stu- of study of these forms of the biology has been done over the years. It, it's extremely extensive. And I'm hoping that there will be more, because this is not something that has any reason whatsoever to be secret. The biology of these creatures has nothing to do with national security right. whatsoever. Of course not. I mean, there might be propulsion systems and weapons that do, but not the biology. It's ridiculous to keep it secret. And I, I, I would guess that there are tens of thousands of documents, photographs, x-rays, and a chemical analysis of this biology. It's extensively studied, and it needs to become public. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. 
If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Whitley Strieber. If you want to check out some of his books or listening or listen to his uh, terrific podcast, Dreamland, you can go to the website unknowncountry.com. That's unknowncountry.com. Uh, Avi Loeb, the uh, very respected ch- former chairman of uh, Harvard University's astronomy department, he made some news last week indicating that uh, he believes that some material that came from a meteor is actually from beyond our solar system. He's been generating quite a bit of discussion and controversy because of this. I'm wondering what your take was on the Avi Loeb revelation. It's unsurprising. I mean, this is such a big universe. it's inevitable that there would be meteors from beyond our solar system. Uh, The question is if it is a meteor or a a, a technological, the remains of a technological object, the high probability is it's a meteor. But there's also the possibility that it's something else. And I don't know how extensively they've studied the material yet, but uh, if they... They, if they find signs of machining or something, that would be very exciting. But it's, but I think it, I think it's a, a remarkable discovery that he, you know, they they figured out where it had landed and they went there and they found the debris. That's very cool work, very high level for work, and it's the first extrasolar material we've ever had, and we can learn a lot from it. I'm sure. By the way, uh, a story has appeared today, or or if it's not appeared today, it's going to appear shortly, that NASA has... uh, I was just going to ask you about this. Yes, absolutely. It has appeared. Okay. The Webb Telescope, yeah. That has, uh, in the atmosphere of that exoplanet, which is a watery planet, there is not only carbon dioxide and methane, the water apparently is is exuding a uh, chemical that is produced by living forms. In other words, probably plankton or something. So the planet is alive. There's life there. And this is the first positive sign of life we have found from outside our own Earth. And I think it's a a historic moment. There is a long way to go, right, from researchers detecting methane and carbon dioxide, which could be uh, some form of life, to determining that that's intelligent life, the kind like we have here on Earth, although some of what we see here on Earth, people have debates about how intelligent life on this planet is. Do we have any indication that this methane and carbon dioxide in the planet's atmosphere could be, I don't know, an indication of an Earth-like civilization? or some no. S- no, we don't. We do not have any indication that there's anything like combustion taking place on that planet. And there's also not... It doesn't look like that. there's any oxygen in the atmosphere. So uh, it, it does not uh, appear to be a, an, a, a planet that would be supporting complex life forms. The, but, you know, 
as I said earlier, we've got complex life forms right here. The question in my mind is still where they came from. Uh, I, I, I just don't know if they're extraterrestrial or not. I, I really think that we need to. We need to. I've heard stories that they're they do have DNA like we do. In other words, they're formed basically in a similar way, and that some of the DNA is unknown and some of the DNA is human. So you just don't know what you're looking at there. And I have a suspicion that the people on the inside don't know what they're looking what it is either. And one of the provisions of the National Security Act is that the military cannot release information about things that have that may potentially be a threat until they understand basically what they are. And that could be the, the inappropriate justification for keeping this biological material secret. Um, and it, it is not that it, it, that's not the intent of the act. The intent of the act has to do with weapon systems, not dead bodies. You know, Whitley, I've talked with uh, a number of people, including Stephen Bassett most recently, who believes we're on the precipice of some sort of major disclosure on the UAP front from the government. And the government's likely to kind of show their cards with at least a portion of what they know. And they think these hearings and these new websites that uh, that NASA is setting up and this new reporting system that Congress is implementing, that that's all a prelude to some sort of greater disclosure. Do you share that view, Whitley? Well, uh, I'm aware of the fact that there's been a lot of behind-the-scenes activity, and there's then something is supposed to be done in October. And my position has been, unless it's disclosing the biologicals, it's useless, uh, because they're not going to disclose anything that has to do with weapon systems or with direct contact between human beings and these entities. I, I do not think that they're ready to admit that a lot of people have had experiences like I have had. and uh, uh, But I do think it's there's no reason to keep the biologicals hidden anymore, and I think that's, if that's what, I think it should be, that's in the planning. And uh, I I believe it might happen in October, hopefully. Really? Uh, very interesting. We'll have to check in with you again at that point. Whitley Strieber, thank you very much for the time this morning. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. If people want to check out Whitley's website, they can go to unknowncountry.com. There's links to news on there. There's links to commentary. There's books. There's a podcast. There's all sorts of information on there, unknowncountry.com. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to do so. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222, straight ahead.